being upset. Literally the first episode when she picked up Miley Cyrus, I was over it. I just, I mean, she was so fun in the Meet Meet the Queens. It just, she's like, I don't know. I'm not going to ever go out of my way to tell a queen that I dislike her. I think that's stupid. Yeah, you should find a better way. Exactly. But for her to be, like, she's posting all this stuff, like, everyone hates me and, like, you know, you guys should be supporting me. It's like, girl, you don't, what did, you didn't earn it. Nina West earned everyone's. Nina West is 100% going to be on an All Star season, and Absolutely. she's still going to lose because she has no sense of style. She's going to get Miss Congeniality this season. Oh, I I believe it. <laughs> this is Charlie XCX featuring Lizzo. <laughs> this is our theme song. <laughs> Ready? A bell. Read down Mr. Franklin's glass, will you? Now, when you get up there tonight, don't drink too much. Oh, don't worry, I won't. How about a whiskey and soda? Uh, less soda than usual, thanks. And this is wine. To drink. Just a sip might improve your humor. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. No, I've had a couple. Come on, I'm not drunk. And an excellent vintage it is, too. But if you're implying that I'm tipsy, sir... <laughs> and welcome to Tipsy Pair! <laughs> <laughs> um... um. Today's episodes, we're, uh, well, okay, first of all, Tipsy Terror, we're a podcast where we get drunk and we watch horror movies and we record ourselves watching the movie and then we r- record a, a podcast right after while we're still drunk and then we cut in clips like this clip. I want to see somebody lose out on like an Oscar and hold this shit. And Hathaway would have. Yes. Yeah, so anyways, Anne Hathaway murders every member of the Academy. Anne Hathaway executing <laughs> Melissa Leo. <laughs> the single shot to the back of the head. We'd love to see it. Which was an intentional choice by the film's editing team. Yes. <laughs> and today, we have a special guest, Matt Loxley. <laughs> Columbus comedian. <laughs> That's optimistic. For now. For now. Moving to... No, no, I mean... Columbus comedian for now. <laughs> Future somewhere else comedian. Karish, why did you put air quotes around the word comedian? That's just rude. Okay, listen, I have a full-time job. It's really, it's a great job if you're in that industry. Can you pet my ride? <laughs> I drive a 2009 Pontiac Vibe with a bumper sticker on the back that has a possum on it. I break for it him. Says, I'll break for him. I don't know. Uh, can you cut out, actually? Can you cut out the part where I say where I work? No. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yes, my name is Matt Loxley. Matt Loxley. Are you gonna get a short sleeve button down and a off brand tie? Okay. Nobody wears a tie with a short sleeve. That's like, you don't do that. You don't do that unless you're literally Guy Fieri or it's like 2003. Okay. Yeah. Guy Fieri wearing a tie. I'd like to see that. But has flame on it. But hundred percent. He's actually been wearing a tie this whole time, but it's because I'm with his shirt. <laughs> Wait, does Guy Fieri have chest hair? I need to know. And oh, I need to absolutely. know right now. I like now. to think that he I has don't... no hair, but he has a huge like he does he has a lot of pubic hair, but it's not where you think it would be. Does he have frosted tips? I was gonna say I think he, yes. he has frosted, frosted tips pubes. on his taint. Pubes. Like, he has no hair pubes. above the genitals, but like <laughs> But in that little passageway. It's like that time we were talking about Gritty's dick, and you said, I think it's wet for no reason. <laughs> oh my god, okay. Look, I searched Guy Fieri tie, and you can buy a tie with just Guy Fieri's face <laughs> repeated. Yeah, nothing says management track like a Guy Fieri tie. Yeah, so, so I'm going to be showing up in that. 
So on this episode. <laughs> so today's episode, we're doing. Um, theater of Blood. Theater, theater of Blood. blood. Theater of, of Blood. Huh? Farish, could you say it again? <laughs> theater of Blood. Farish, I have a follow up question. Uh, Do you support women? Absolutely. It's a, this is a Vincent Price film. Um, Matt, why'd you choose this? So I chose Theater of Blood because I'm a huge Vincent Price fan. For those of you that don't know Vincent Price, or only know him as the voice of uh, the, the bridge and thriller, Vincent Price was the face of horror in cinema as a genre for the better part of the 20th century. I mean, this guy has had one of the biggest impacts on horror that is not necessarily recognized today because he was so camp, he was so over-the-top, almost bordering on comedic. Right. But he did, I, would, I want to say, at least 30, 40 films that were horror films he did a whole series of Edgar Allan Poe adaptations, which are all now public domain on YouTube. You can see him do The Mask of the Red Death. You can see him do The Raven, all sorts of stuff. He has, a, he has hours and hours of audiobooks that are available for free on Spotify or on Google Podcasts. I listen to them to fall asleep. It's so relaxing. Oh. And he, re- he like narrates and reads old ghost stories. He has such a great voice. He does. He does. It's yeah. beautiful. You should listen to it. But I picked this because I think this was his personal favorite of his movies. Yeah. And I really wanted to go with Vincent Price movie that people might not know, because a lot of people know House on Haunted Hill. Mm-hmm. Dr. Phoebes is another one. It might be Dr. Fives. Honestly, I always get it mixed up, so don't attack me. But, um, yeah, this one's just a little bit weirder of his repertoire, and uh, he's an absolute legend. Boy, was this a weirder one. This was great. <laughs> House on Haunted Hill is the only one that I've seen. House I've never seen Hill's, a Vincent Price. For most of his movies, House on Haunted Hill is really normal. And yeah. you watch it, and you're like, this is a weird movie. It's, and then you see this. I want like, to see it so bad, because I'm very fond of the gif where the skeleton pushes the girl into the thing, <laughs> and I'm in it. And I just want to see the contact, because I think that's so fucking There's funny. a remake, which I've, I've From heard. From 1999 with um, Tony Collette, right? Oh, Tony yes. Collette's in it? And, oh, and Jeffrey Rush. The guy, he won an Oscar for, what's that movie, where Quill. Pirates Quil. of the Caribbean. No, he did not win an yes. Oscar for that. Yes, he did. Jeffrey <laughs> Rush. He did. Yes, he did. There's, There's no he fucking did. way. Are you kidding me? Look it up right now. Jeffrey Rush did not yeah, win an Oscar actor. for Pirates of the Caribbean. No, it wasn't Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, it's Pirates, it was Pirates of the Caribbean 3. He absolutely did. No yes. fucking way. Yes, no. he did for Jeffrey Best Supporting Rush. Actor. Molly, are you okay? <laughs> no, obviously he, not. He won Best Actor, and it was for a movie where he plays like a schizophrenic, or, hold on. Yeah, Best Actor in a Leading Role for Shine in 1997. And Best Supporting Actor well, for Parts did. of the Caribbean 3 Dead Man's Chest. No fucking no, way. Absolutely not. <laughs> you can Google that. I, I am right now, it is not. <laughs> it was at the secret, it was at the Shadow Oscars, okay? It's the ones they don't <laughs> the kill The secret you. Oscars. Okay. The ones where Vanessa Redgrave beat Marissa Tomei. <laughs> I'm kidding. Marissa Tomei deserved her Oscar, and anyone Dude, who's mad about that. I watched Spider-Man: Homecoming for the first Not time. It wasn't that, yeah. No, but yes, Marissa, it was. Marissa was Tomei. No Oscar. Marissa Tomei is fifty-four. She's fifty-four. And she is one of the hottest women I have she ever seen. She can split me in half. Oh, she can. <laughs> Jesus the whole time I was like, are you sure this woman's 50 fucking four? She's 54, she looks like she's 36, and, and she can split me in can half. Can we button? Anyway. I say, like, actresses' names can split me in half. half. Yeah. It's just all the ones that we <laughs> Anyway, speaking of fun facts, we should get into Wait, but Matt has oh, something. Matt, what did I... 
Well, I was just saying, Jeffrey Rush definitely was not nominated or won an Oscar <laughs> for any Pirates of the Caribbean movies. That's a shame. That's yeah. the Oscars they no. show you. So I was... <laughs> stop, <laughs> There's one Oscars. No. <laughs> That's what they want you to think. That's Ladies, look, at his, look at his Wikipedia picture. Oh, that is a sad picture. Whoever, it looks like Bill Nye in this Whoever wrote this article... Can you screenshot that to me? No, no I can't, because you have a phone with... Internet. Anyway, uh, House of House on Haunted just, Hill, yeah. the remake features a character whose name is Price or something. Yeah, but the original was just Vincent Price as a character whose name was not Vincent Price. Wait, I have a stupid. So House on Haunted Hill is different from the haunting at Hill House, yeah, yes. which is yes. also different from the award-winning board game. Um, the betrayal at the, house, betrayal on the, at the house on the hill. Yeah, yes. I've played that on spring break. People, it's, it's, it's the best. We own it. it. We own we it. it. We, we should. Right oh, you have we the. Should. We should. do an episode where we just play the game. It's so good. Okay. Like okay I remember the other. There was another actor. It was not. It was not Tony Collette that I was thinking of. I was just. I was thinking of someone we talked about. It was Famke Jansen who plays <gasps> Famke Jansen. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Phoenix. Yeah, that yeah. Was she Gray. Split me who was snubbed for a Best Supporting Actress Award at the 2015 Shadow Oscars? She, I what mean, movie? what movie? <laughs> I just want you to. I just want to hear what movie you think. Okay, I think yeah. Yeah. Actually, the last dance. Um, I love that you think it came out. Her really big part. <laughs> I have never seen an X Men. Her big part in How to Get Away with Murder, where she plays Annalise's lesbian lover. She's gorgeous. She's an actress that, that deserves more. I mean, honestly, mo- it's so. I'm not going to get into it. We can get into the movie. <laughs> okay, anyways, let's do trivia. Our first, so, our first segment is our trivia. <laughs> I'm in charge, so you some shit. Where <laughs> Molly's... The answer the, is Shadow Oscars 2015. <laughs> Correct, Matt wins. Everybody take two shots. <laughs> <laughs> That's tricky. Wait, we have, to, we have to each come up with uh, buzzers, buzzers, buzzer noises. Buzz, you know, what are those? Um, so, 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 I usually do whatever Robert Sheehan quote strikes my fancy. Wait, what's a buzzer? I mean, I'm sorry. I, so you're yeah, in Jeopardy. So, so yeah. Oh, to answer. Yeah. To um, answer. Yeah. I thought it was like a trigger word to drink. I normally just drinking. do like something from the movie, like uh, I don't know, what's something Vincent well, uh, Price says. You, I am um, Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do. Um, the one you. It is you who is dead. <laughs> <laughs> what a fuck this is already like the best movie I've ever seen in my life that's my favorite line in anything I am well it is you who are dead I think I might do the, I, I might do the one I wrote down yeah I'm alive in triumph and you thought me slain <laughs> okay that's two really long ones and then Sam Sam what's <laughs> yours Buzz. Okay. Is that a Scooby-Doo What reference? a loser. No, it's just unrelated. And actually, I'm going to do my best Vincent Price impersonation for his laugh. That's, that's going to be my buzzer. Great. Oh, I can't wait to hear this shit. All right. <coughs> I'm going to go with the questions I wrote first. No, almost half of the ones I wrote got spoiled almost half. immediately. All right. How many scenes of this movie were shot in a studio? A, all of it was shot in studio. B, 37. C, 12. Or D, none of the movie, none of the scenes were shot... Yeah. Yeah! It was also a location in London. It was definitely a very location. It was very... I want to know whose apartment they filmed. They have a beautiful penthouse that they film a lot of scenes in. And I just want to know, like, who lives there, because it was gorgeous. You know that's worth, like, two million. For the set. It is worth... I mean, it might have been demolished. It was... This was in 73. It's been a while. It probably collapsed. Just the queen. (laughs) What? 
Are we doing the next question? Yeah. yeah. All next right. question. Which of these movies is Vincent Price not in? Okay. The Great Mouse Detective from 1986, The Fly, the remake, which is also from 1986, Edward Scissorhands from 1990, or The Three Musketeers from 1948? Uh, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> 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 yes, Matt. Okay, can you read the options again? I was thinking it was the second one, but I don't know what you said. Great Mouse Detective, the remake of The Fly, Edward Scissorhands, or The Three Musketeers. I'm going to go with the remake of The Fly. Yeah, he wasn't in mine. God damn it, that was my guess. The reason, because I know he's in Edward Scissorhands. Oh, he is. I and I, know, I remember his fucking voice is so iconic. All right. <laughs> Which of these movies was filmed in black and white? The Fly, House of Wax, Theater of Blood, or Return of the Fly? It is you who is dead. Yeah, hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> House of Wax. That is not correct. <gasps> what? <laughs> it's not. Can you read the options? I think it was the first. The Fly. House no, no, of... no, it was not the first one. It was the House of one. Wax, Return, Theater of Blood, or Return no, of the fourth Fly. One, then. Return of the Fly. Is yeah. that your final answer? Yeah, you're correct. <laughs> yes, I, I don't know if that counts. <laughs> it was because of budget restrictions. <laughs> what? Return of the Fly. You said. Yeah. Was, no. Is that the there were budget? Of the fly? Mm-hmm. That's a horrible The fly name. with, you mean the Jeff so, Goldblum? The fly? Oh, I wish, because that's hot. But oh, no. this is the OG fly. The OG fly, yeah. I always forget that like my favorite 80s movies are actually based on 50s movies. The J- Jeff Goldblum one is a remake? I, yes. Yeah, I, yeah, I said that was the first oh. trivia question. I, 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 I thought, no, I thought it was a remake yeah, of the Jeff Goldblum one. Oh, <laughs> no, Return of the Fly is a sequel to the original fly. Two other movies. Yeah. Wow. All right. Oh my god. So Matt wins. All right, it's recap time. I'm going to pee. All right, we got to pause. Yeah. You don't have to pause. You can talk about me. Honestly, I'm going to say it right now. I know nothing about the plot. Neither do I. So if you want to just do the recap without me, because <laughs> it's going to be pretty much the same. I was just so excited to talk to Matt about Scooby-Doo, and that killed about 25 minutes of this movie. I'm so sorry. If you, We can do this about Zombie Island right now. I know oh. every scene. Oh, do, I. do you want to switch? Let's just change movie topic here. No, it wasn't, it wasn't that I was excited to talk to you. Like, I wanted to do this episode about Scooby-Doo because I actually genuinely wanted to watch a Vincent Price movie. But I feel like if it was a Scooby-Doo episode, it would just be Matt and I talking the whole time. And Hiroshi Molly so, like, okay. So, for context, um, we got Matt as our guest. And we, we asked him what movies he wanted to do. And he offered either Scooby-Doo or something Vincent Price. And then we eventually decided this one, Theater of Blood, but... Well, because Matt showed up with about six movies. <laughs> six like, DVDs. <laughs> the Scooby-Doo is hard because I feel... You're right, like, I... Once upon a time, you know, and by, when I say this, I mean it was mentioned by Quinn, our friend Quinn, when we were drunk at a bar. Yeah. Like, that we were going to have a Scooby-Doo podcast because I feel like there's just too much there's for so us to unpack. There's so much to talk about. There's too much to unpack in, like, a single episode of this. And also, when, when you said that you'd never seen Vincent Price, I was like, I want to introduce you to that because he's just, especially since so much of him is free, he is, like, the most perfect thing to listen to while you're folding laundry. I listen to his audio plays all uh, the time whenever I'm folding socks. He has such a great voice. Also, right. I want to say, if you guys want to do... A Scooby Doo podcast. I will engineer it. I will, do, I will. I will record four seasons worth with you before I move. Like in like two weeks. I mean, I don't move until like June twentieth. Oh, we've got time. 
been a month. Yes. No, I'm, I'm serious. We could do like every DVD movie. We also, like action. with this do mixer it. that I have, you can just call in, like literally just on your phone. I'm like, we can go deep because like you and I know our shit. Oh, we do. Scooby Doo was aired under so many different monikers. Yeah. Even though it was all produced under the same company, like the first three seasons were you all produced, written by the same people. Third season is released years later as the Scooby Doo show. So there's different theme songs in yeah. each season. Yeah. 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 And I love like. Um, Come on, everybody, it's a brand new show. Like, it's, uh, right. See, this, we have the material. We can... We've got a podcast. Anyway, here. for this podcast, we're doing <laughs> Throne of Blood. Uh, to not Throne of Blood. That was an advertisement for our podcast. Throne of Blood. Theater of Blood. We need to recap. Called. I don't even want to contribute. I just want to hear you three try to do I know. Absolutely not, Matt. We are completely depending on you for this. Okay, are you guys ready? Or oh. we need to assign parts. Please don't make me be Wait, anybody. Part. I'll be <laughs> the daughter. Ready? I think Matt should be Vincent Price. I'm so sorry. What? I don't watch. I'm not Matt, you get to pick the first. Here, pick a part of the movie, and you're gonna play that part for the recap. It's the reenactment. Oh, we okay. I thought it was recap. Like, here's the Wikipedia summary. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Wait, we're oh, no. We're just improvising we're a re- reenactment. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Seven minutes. So, drag. I like used to want to audition for Drag Race doing the Vincent Price impression because like I think he'd be such a good snatch game character. Absolutely. Okay. Um. And I'm Diana Rigg. Can I just be like That's the best part of the movie? Yeah, absolutely. Can I just be? I'll just be various people dying. What fuck? Well, so, Molly no, will be the rest so, of the Well, someone needs to be Peregrine Devlin. Who's that? Oh, he's, the, the, he's the main critic that he hates the most that survives. That dies at the end. Or he survives. doesn't die. He survives. I'll, I'll be him, but you guys gotta coach me through the part. Okay. Can I be the, um, uh, the, 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 the people who do all the murder? Are you gonna be the homeless <laughs> no. people? The homeless people, okay. Do they just have, like, a troop of homeless people that murder for them? Basically, he become, he befriends all the homeless people. Okay. Honestly, if we, if we had just given homeless people, like, jobs to kill people, you know, this was kind of, so that here's why Theater of Blood is a comment on the New Deal work programs. <laughs> <laughs> Shakespeare because I'm a British person and I hate common folk. And it's me, the the guy at the beginning who's like, I gotta clear out this fucking uh, place because we're um, doing reconstruction or whatever. In other words, gentrification. My and daughter. I no. Wait, aren't you Diana Rick? Yes, but. I am it's also. A are we all multiple characters? Yeah, but you're not. At the beginning. I'm so sorry. So this guy gets <laughs> murdered by homeless people. By the common folk, which is me. Okay, yes. Yeah, so we just wanted days. to do the cold open. Oh, okay, the cold open. <laughs> Good lord. Oh, he was a he was a nice movie, a nice theater critic who was also a slum lord. And he personally wants to kick out every homeless person who's squatting there instead of having the police do it. But as you he know, does it, when you have happens. two jobs, and some a bunch of just homeless people oh, start yeah, stabbing the dude. Stab, stab, okay. stab. And cut to okay, it's later, and there's another theater critic. And there's Me. another yes. theater critic from uh, Charlie's and Cressida who uh, never gave me a good review in my entire career, and so 
hey, it's me, the stage manager, and I'm friends with uh, Mr. whatever his name is, Lionheart. Lionheart. And hey, uh, welcome, Mr. Critic. Hello. Horace. We're, gonna, we're going down. Not Horace. Mr. Snipe. Snipe. Mr. Snipe. You coming with me? Okay, yeah, you're coming with me, and then oh look, Damn, this is where the set is. Look, look I have a oh, makeup sweat. on, and it doesn't even make sense. Uh, hello. Um, I thought you were dead. <laughs> Just kidding, girl. Now get up there, and I'm gonna stab you with a spear. Ciao. <laughs> and then we tie her to a horse and have her gallop to the funeral of the first critic I murdered. Just really like. Dramatic. Just like in Troilus and Cressida. As you do, everyone knows Troilus and Cressida. Cut to the third murder. Um, I'm a rich family. Horace. It's Mr. Horace and his Horace, wife. Horace, no! And we get this big chest, but we're like, we're going to deal with it in the morning and we go to sleep. And me and my lovely daughter, who is also my stage manager and the greatest actress for bit parts. <laughs> We remove your blood and cut off your head. Cut off your head. Horace. That's, that's, that's really it. This is horrible. And um, then the next morning, he's the, dead. The Trevor Dickman, dead. My, favorite, my favorite critic name, Trevor Dickman. <laughs> Trevor Dickman. He is in, he's in um, live theater. We invite him to a live audience participation theater oh, yes. production of The Merchant of Oh, Venice. it's me, oh, and yes. I'm an actress too, and hey, and Mr. Dickman, you want to come with me and yeah. possibly fuck me? Yeah, let's do this because it's Ooh. sexual. Yeah, this, yeah, what? you're a really horny man, right? Let's drive you on stage in front of an actual large paying crowd. Hey, you um, want you want to be part of this? crowd. Hey, <laughs> hey, you want to be part of this? Here, here's the script. You read it. Oh, pound and of it's... flesh. That means we cut out your fucking heart. Which is exactly 16 ounces. It was 18 ounces. It was 18 ounces. Two. two ounces. What a wonderful and necessary line in that movie. They can't yeah. tell that it was two ounces over from using one of those. I know, that's the, I was like, how did he read that so well? That was that really clarified things. I was really happy. It can't take a tribute to the reality. And then... Cut to it's it's we're in the um, hair salon. Oh, no, we kind of skipped no. a flashback to his daughter explaining his like he killed himself. No, okay, point, no, 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 but is too deep. but cut to it's it's the penthouse and the dude is explaining. Oh, um, it's the police are here and they're like, oh, the police oh, cops. Yeah, and and you explain explain why who you think it is the murderer. We think it's the daughter. They think it's me. They think it's Vincent Price. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go through, yeah. And I was like, oh, all these plays line up. Julius Caesar was stabbed to death. Oh, I remember this part. Yada, yada, yada. And here's why we think it's him. Cut to a flashback of... I did not receive the award for best actor from some critic circle, and instead of just going on with my life, I went up, gave them a speech, took the award. No, my up. father, don't do this. No, Dodger, I must jump up this penthouse into the river. And you stories. recite the I fucking recite the, the to be or not to be speech before doing so. But then, when I get to the river, I am saved by homeless people. Hello, we save you, and now I guess we'll fucking murder people. And then I become friends with you. I must exchange something, and then you all help me commit this series of crimes two years later. And cut to the next murder. The next murder, we have a man who loves, who got so drunk he fell asleep during one of my performances and gave me a bad review. So yes. we drown him in a casket of wine. Just as happens in Shakespeare. What did you say? Richard III. Good, because I did not remember. <laughs> and then Solomon Pasaltery. Which literally was written to rhyme with adultery. 
Oh. Literally, which is stupid. It's not a real name. I can. I give his wife a very sensual massage in her mood. Hey, hey, hey! Are you fucking my wife? Hey, what? it's the wife. What? And then the What's going on? Kills her just like Othello killed Desdemona because of Iago's transgressions. Hello. Yes. Yeah, she fucked her. She did twenty to one or some shit. I don't know. Okay. Your wife's a whore. Now the docs. No, now Miss Chloe Moon. Oh, yes. In the hair salon. Yes. The surprised. woman in the hair salon. Now play a gay 70s hairstylist who says, it's, my name is Butch. It's amazing. <laughs> he says, I'm from Perry. <laughs> from <laughs> gay Perry. <laughs> he says, I said, this is the style of gay Perry. <laughs> oh, and he has a fucking afro one. <laughs> <laughs> it's phenomenal. Anyways. She's dead. Electrocutes her with a hair salon Like Joan chair. of Arc. Like Joan of Arc. In now, Richard the Eighth. Richard the Eighth, yeah. No, Richard no, the Sixth. Henry the Sixth, part one, yeah. Richard the Eighth. I don't know my shit. Now, now, it's. And now it's from, oh no, and we're the police and we're finding out that the next murder is gonna be from, uh. Meridu. Meridu's the guy's name, and it's from Titus and Titus Andronicus. We, we kill his dogs and feed into him his pies. And we... These are my dogs, I love them. Oh, why don't you eat them? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, and we like cut them down his throat. Seven. And then... Yeah, it, that's what, exactly what I thought about. And then at the very end, uh, this is the last one, this is from King Leo, we tried to kill. What's his name? Kevlon? Devlin. 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 <laughs> it's all Devlin. King Gloucester, you know? Out vile jelly, where is thy luster and, now? And he's about to die, but Justin King Lear, as Gloucester is spared, he is also spared, and my daughter is arrested for the crimes, and I say, Oh, no, no I, I'm arrested. No, I will save you. And instead, the, the burning theater collapses. And I die or something? Something I don't, like you don't, that. I, like, my daughter is... Pass out you or make something. You, out a little bit you have to carry you me out. Okay. I carry you out in my cape. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing a cape in all of this. That you have a cape on. I think he got that cape in like his first film role, and he's like, "I'm wearing this in every movie." Like, oh, that would be cute. Okay. Then the end. And that's the end. The end. I thank you, Matt, for carrying that whole recap. If you, if you didn't turn it off during that. <laughs> That was very. a very bad recap, as our recaps usually are. That was a hard movie, though. Okay, we'll get matching capes. Complex as fuck. What? Can so, we get matching capes? Yes, I will wear a cape. I'll wear a cape. We're all gonna get matching capes, and to explain what this movie is, this movie is about this weird actor who like doesn't get an award, and so he kills every critic. Um, that didn't give him the award. It's fucking incredible. And each murder is based on a Shakespeare play. As and if that's it why. Get better. So niche. It's theater of blood. In every murder that he commits, he recites the exact passage that correlates to that death. Right. And the only one that's a stretch is The Merchant of Venice, where they don't necessarily have a murder, but they talk about extracting a pound of flesh. Well, so they cut out. They change the story. Isn't that. They, don't they say that, though? That they, they say, say pound, like, the, the pound of flesh is a real Well, no, no. Doesn't yes. the chick feel, say, like, there's not a murder in Merchant of right. Venice? Like, they change the story to talk about, like, the heart of it all, and then they cut out his heart. But the pound of flesh line is there. It's like that scene from that Saw movie. They have to cut out all their body parts. Yeah. And also like that scene from Seven. He, yeah, he's killed in the worst way. He's killed as part of like experimental theater where the audience <laughs> interacts. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, like, if when they were like, we're going to kill him with, with live interactive theater, I was hoping for his like, they would just shoot him at the door. <laughs> Molly is not okay. 
Has anyone ever? Have you guys? I've been a part. Have you ever been a part of experimental theater? I don't no. know. Audience or performing side. I've no. been on both, and I hated it. No. And I'm happy to say no. Oh, wait, what was your experience as in, like, I used, that? I did this thing called Shakespeare in the Commons, and it was different scenes of Shakespeare that we did in, you know, the original text, like, in a fucking park. Okay. Oh, you did Shakespeare in the park? Yeah. This was in Columbus? Here. This was in Dayton and in Columbus. Okay. Because um, I had Royal Shakespeare company certification training wise when I was in high school because my it was not because like a good thing my school they were like we need to pick some underperforming schools to give some Shakespeare training to for like a grant so they gave us one and um, we did it in Dayton Ohio and in Columbus Ohio we performed scenes from Shakespeare I did the Tempest and you would do it in the classic Shakespearean just like in the fucking hallways while people walking around you do it in the park wherever and then you do the you know contemporary translations and then okay. you ask people what their thoughts were, and their thoughts were almost always "fuck you." Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this movie fucking rocks. Yes. This is good. How many of those deaths, like, did we actually I think there know the deaths. references? There are eight. I, I'm gonna go ahead and chalk that up to one, which is Julius Caesar. I no, King I Lear. knew King Lear is my favorite because yeah. that one really tied it all together. I'm not really. I don't. I don't know the King Lear death. I knew so, the Julius Caesar death. Um, seizure. Well, it's not a death in King Lear, but it references it because um, this guy gets his eyes cut out, and to quote, he says, Out vile jelly, where is thy luster now? And stabs out his eyes. Well, but and, he lives. He lives as like a blind man. And we'll come back to King Lear because the death is also part of King Lear. Because remember, the father dies... Saving the daughter. Oh shit! Ah. Right. Yeah. So it's a very, it's a very smart movie, almost to the point Holy that you fuck. feel dumb like watching it. I felt, I feel like an idiot every time I watch it. But they do a really good job, and I don't want to discourage anyone from seeing it. They do a great job of explaining where each reference comes from. Julius right. Caesar, like they foreshadow, they go literally two minutes before the death, they go, "Oh, March is bad for you, huh? The Ives of March." This is one of the. This is the first death, and they already told you which play it was when his wife was going on about. What a terrible month March is going to be. Oh! I said March. Is that Julius Caesar? Yeah. And then they do a a monologue and say, Julius Caesar. And the ones that are lesser known, they go, oh, in Trollius and Cressida, this thing happens, and then you see it happen. Yeah. And you might hear that and go, that's kind of anticlimactic, but it's not. Because this is like, Final Destination, which has made its entire livelihood off of just coming up with creative deaths, this is like that, but for people that want to feel better than others. Yeah, because, well, like, if you know the Shakespearean plays, and then you see that scene where the one dude is explaining to the police, like, what his theory is on the deaths, yeah. there's a, r- literally a list of all the plays going until that's going to happen. Yeah, halfway through the movie, there's the one critic who explains, um, I think it's this dude who's murdering these people based on all these... Um, Shakespeare plays, and then there's a list of all the plays, and if if you know Shakespeare, you could probably guess what's going to happen. Right. If Even as somebody who doesn't really know Shakespeare, though, I think this movie did a good job, because, like, they knew the ones that people weren't as familiar with, and even so, even if they explain it right before the murder happens, just the explaining of it, I'm like, ooh, I'm about to get to see right. that happen. Right, you know? yeah, yeah, like, that's true. It was true. not anticlimactic in the sense because it was like, it was more just like a setup that was well executed. Oh, shit, I knew Tiny Sandronicus, too. 
Titus Andronicus, Andronicus is, is yeah, well. it's so fucking good. And the Julie Tamor adaptation shit. is so good. Watch uh, it. Yeah. Very weird. It has Alan Cumming in it. Right? Yeah. I don't I think remember. he's Saturninus. I know for sure um, Anthony Hopkins is in it. And he's great. And, yeah. So, uh, it's, it's like weird. the Julie Tamor, Titus Andronicus is, like, out of time. Like, basically, they, they, like, have scenes that are set in different time periods. So, that, like, there's one scene that's just, um, all, everyone's dressed as in, as if they're, like, Romans, like, Roman centurions and people. And then they cut there's to, like weird it's the 80s and look people like are cars. driving cars. Yeah, it's, Dude, it's so, good. it's just, like, outside of time, like, uh, it's it's so weird, but it it's like so Cloud cool. Atlas. It's yeah. like a three-hour movie, though. It's very more. good. It like still sounds like Cloud Atlas. But it's good. But yeah, yeah. And she also did one of my favorite movies called Across the Universe. Julie Tamor. The yeah. best movie. She, she directed Across the Universe, and she also directed uh, a version of The Tempest. Oh, um, how, is it the one with Helen Mirren? Yes, I think... Oh, I yeah. love that movie. Yeah. That's, so there's so much Shakespeare out there that's done regularly where you can see modern takes on it and sometimes that is in terms of language like you know with your 17 or 10 things i hate about you is mm-hmm. giving of the shrew and all that kind of right. stuff or romeo and juliet with leonardo dicaprio the lion king 90s lion she's king. all that she's no, all she's that not, no she's all that she's, she's the man like, she's the man 12 nights she, she's all that with amanda Bynes. Uh, is that, is that what I'm thinking of? she's the man she's the man that's what the Which amanda Bynes. 12 nights. with amanda Bynes, yeah so really if you want to make there's another one. work you need amanda Bynes. yeah yeah but and amanda Bynes needs drake to murder her vagina <laughs> She Amanda regrets Bynes, that. She's getting she's, her community college degree in fashion. She said, that. yeah, and she said in an interview she regrets that tweet. Aww. I don't. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Was it Drake? Yeah, it was Drake. Drake. It, it was a good piece of pop Drake culture. Is creepy. Yeah, she said it Drake before is that. Creepy. Drake, really? Drake, like, dated, like, a 16-year-old <gasps> in his late Dude, Oh, he, no. He, Drake he, is he a groomer. before she was of Drake, age, and right. then as soon as she became of age, she started Which is almost worse, because that's, like... It's so bad. I don't... Like, you were planning it. That's very Baron-esque, like... Like I mean, like thirteenth century fair. Well, it's it's called like grooming. Like you, it's grooming. You know That's the part that creeps me out. I mean, all of it. Most parts. I would I would hazard to say all parts of child abuse creep me out. Yeah. You would hazard. To I would. Say. Yeah, I'll I'll be unequivocal. Every aspect of child abuse makes me uncomfortable. I'm gonna say that. It's brave. It's different. Controversial here, but child abuse in my experience bad. So for. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, my father and I. <laughs> uh, Drake sucks. Um, Child abuse is bad. Let's talk about Vincent Price. Vincent Price good. A Vincent good Price example. Really good. He's of, so fun. Yeah, Vincent Price was great. He was actually like a very like progressive dude. He he's by. He, he was, was by yeah, when he was alive. He's alive. No, he's not. Well, he's, he's hosting this year's Shadow Oscars. You don't produce the Shadow Oscars. I'm gonna Molly, can I perform at the Shadow Oscars, but not music? I'm gonna do poetry. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> anyway, Vincent Price, um, bisexual icon. Yeah. Um, so there was who a, has cookbooks? <laughs> a series of best-selling cookbooks with um, his wife. I don't remember his wife's name, but they had. Go with Penelope. She. They. They wrote a series of cookbooks together. It was like at home with the prices, and he also had like a couple on his own. It was really adorable. He did that in the late, like the mid to late eighties. 
because his film career really only, like to where he's doing leading roles, only really spanned, not only, but the, 50, the late 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. That's almost three and a half decades. Yeah. But then at that point, he started to do more supporting parts, as an older person does. He's like, I'm going to put out a line of cookbooks. And they were good. I mean, because he was one of those people that was like a really talented amateur chef. Like, no formal training, but could like make French shit and pronounce the words correctly. And he just, he was a big he was a big proponent of um, just sharing art and knowledge and culture with common folk. And I know saying common folk itself sounds pretentious. <laughs> like, imagine if Elizabeth Warren was like, I want to help you common folk. Like, uh, <laughs> even in her, like, Oklahoma accent, it wouldn't work. But he just was a really good guy about that. And I know who we talked about in this movie. His right. character's name is, what was it, Edward Lionheart. Lionheart, yeah. His daughter's, and then his daughter in the, car- in the movie, his daughter in the movie is named Edwina. In Lionheart. IRL. Yeah. Vincent Price, guess what his daughter's name is? Victoria. Victoria. I feel like that's... Wow. That's, he definitely took that from himself. Well, I think, like, the Lionheart part was also, like... Richard. Richard right. Lionheart, yeah. But, yeah, that's interesting. Um, So, I found a thread from someone I follow on Twitter, at Spoop Person. Um, oh, they can split me in half. Spoop Person, do you follow them? No, but if they have a spooky Twitter account, then they can fix me. Okay, well, I think spook person is exactly the type of person that would be great to follow. Anyway. Um, is that not the audience for this podcast? <laughs> yes. Uh, but spook person has a... Has a uh, I'm so sorry. Has a thread from 2017, October 2017, about Vincent Price... Uh, Vincent Price and his wife were both openly, proudly bisexual. Ooh, That's like not documented anywhere. Price Sorry. married three times, and in his latter two marriages, he and his wife were Hollywood's not-so-secret queer and open couple. Uh, during the height of the AIDS crisis, he became one of the first celebrities to acknowledge and speak out against it. He would go on to be among the first celebrities to appear in PSA ad campaigns about AIDS, safe sex, and birth control that year. He was also an honorary board member of P Flag in the seventies. Parents and friends of lesbians and gays, which like Madonna was not even for the gays at that point. So that's wow. incredible. Wow. Um, in the fifties, he became the head of the Indian Arts and Crafts Board, dedicated to preserving First Nation art. That was a presidential board under Eisenhower. Like that's not just oh. like a local thing. Like that was he was the federal head of that board. Wow. There's like his cooking book. He had his cooking show. He had a cooking show on British TV called Cooking with Vincent Price. <laughs> I'm gonna need that footage, Matt. Why don't? Why don't? Why like what? Who is this? Even this other guy who's in the running for your portrait tattoo? I have two front runners for my next tattoo. Like, and it's gonna be a portrait. It's either Lily Tomlin or Vincent Price. No. First off, it's Lily, it's Tomlin. Lily Tomlin. Lily Tomlin. And, and wait, and, you said Lily Tomlin? Yeah. I thought Price. you said Willie Thompson. No, 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 no. So. <laughs> Molly's referring to the fact that I have a tattoo of Bigfoot on my body. No. No, no, so I do. That's a fact. But I'm thinking of getting a second tattoo. Okay, okay. And my second choice was I wanted to get a portrait of someone I admired greatly and really impacted me. And my choice is that I'm going between Vincent Price and Lily Tomlin. Honestly, very hard because they're both absolute icons, legends. So Lily Tomlin, that was the first woman to ever win a solo Grammy for Best Comedy Album. And she won it not even doing stand-up. It's just her performing as a telephone company operator 
you don't hear the people on the other side of the line. It's just her doing one-sided phone calls for 45 minutes, and she won a fucking Grammy. Oh, wow. And Wait, she, right. it's just like an album? It, it's, it's also public domain. It's called, um, this is a recording. It's on YouTube. It's phenomenal. Go check it out. I'm a big fan of, like, they're both they're both queer people, so that should give you the idea that I'm the biggest straight ally out there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, he's, he's an incredible guy. Vincent Price, really just phenomenal dude outside yeah. of film. And a fun fact that I'm surprised didn't come up in trivia is that his third marriage um, was actually to one of his mm-hmm. castmates in this movie. It was Miss Moon, right? It was Miss Moon. I think her name was Carol Brown. Me, yeah. Carol Brown. Let me double check that before I... Miss Moon was the one who Coral died Brown. from Coral the hair yeah, thing. Yeah, he dressed as a gay stylist. Yeah. In electric figure. And then murdered her. Yeah. And they got married. And they were married until her death in 1991. So they were married for, I think it was 16 years. Something like... No, 17 years. Huh. Um, I mean, he, did, he never remarried. That was his last marriage. Oh, okay. So it was, you know... That's like the best meet cute, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, on a movie set, no, we've heard of lots of those. And she was appropriate for his age, too. Because a lot of Hollywood actors, like, marry people. Younger than him. Yeah, they, they date and marry women that are, like, 30 years younger than him. Yeah. Vincent Price, Coral Brown, they were appropriate. Yeah. Like, I would not be uncomfortable with that pairing at a restaurant. Right. <laughs> Always date someone age-appropriate to yourself. No, date older people. <laughs> Who are age-appropriate. Whatever, man. I was about to make a fucking reference What? To... How? How? Oh, go ahead. I was, I've been watching uh, Shane Madej's uh, Ruining History. He Most could also himself. split me in half. Shane Madej? Yes. Uh, Shane Madej from BuzzFeed. Like, he might have been in a sex cult, but he also pins this essay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, no, yeah. Ben Franklin was very a, horny. But he pinned this essay, and it's like in the Library of Congress, and it's like the whole thing is about how younger men should date older women because their experience. Like Ben Franklin, book. I agree. Wait, I, yeah. I'm gonna need you to go back. I can't move past sex the cult, Ben Franklin sex cult. was a sex cult. Ben Franklin was the horniest founding father. <laughs> <laughs> he, he got, he, look up the ruined history. Oh my god! It. It's legit. Lo, like Ben Franklin, like like lied a lot about his just stories that he had, and he was yeah. very horny. So <laughs> a very horny guy. He like went to France. He was like the ambassador to France for a long time, and he would just go to France and like hang out with. Uh, there's sex like a, workers. There's a secret sex devil worship. I think if they're French, they're called courtesans. And ben they're called courtesans. I'm gonna go pee. Um, but courtesans. he did a, hang out with a lot of sex workers. <laughs> he did. He did. Isn't it crazy that you can instantly sound leftist by saying sex worker? <laughs> well, that's the right correct term. No, no, though. It's like, I, <laughs> no, it's crazy to me because people will be like sex worker and then like hate black people in the next sentence. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> There's a, this, I don't think this will make it on because Sam's not here anyway, but, um, I was reading a Twitter thread. I'm a log cabin Republican. What can I say? <laughs> so the movie we watched was called <laughs> 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 It's <laughs> been an hour already. We're cutting, we're cutting like, we have to cut the past that, half yeah. hour. We have to cut a lot of like seven minutes. And we're talking about politics. <laughs> this movie is so good. That scene so, where he's butch is fucking 
unparalleled cinema. You know what? Which that scene? right there itself deserves, just that sequence deserved an Oscar. He had, I count, as I was watching this movie, I counted. So Vincent Price not only plays um, Edward Lionheart, who is the actor who had been quote unquote wronged by not receiving the critics, you know, choice award. <laughs> right. Is he played several different bit parts that were, uh, you know, key to convincing the other critics to enter into situations where they'd be killed. Like he'd play a street person to draw them in, or he'd play a police officer. <laughs> he had no less than, and this is when I stopped counting, 15 distinct full costumes in this movie. And when I say costume, I don't mean different change of clothes. I mean different like, makeup, prosthetics. Uh, it was so good. Like, so it, he good. was, like, unrecognizable in a lot of them. I asked, like, I think someone, literally, like, 15 times. <laughs> until he said something. Until he, like, used his voice. His voice was what made me recognize him in a lot of them. Was where he would start saying something and I'm like, oh, okay, that's the price. But, like, for a lot of the time, it was, like, if you don't, like try to figure it out then you won't recognize well, it well same for fucking um diana rig diana rig diana rig oh my god she's the stage manager and i mean be serious like the first half of the movie i did not catch on and then i started realizing like i think it was whenever the secretary bit came and we were talking about her hair and i was like wait a minute that's fucking Diana Rick. Right. Marish got it first. Yeah. I got Marish it first. No, I was 15. Oh my god. Is the assistant just his daughter? Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, it's her. And then everyone was like, oh yeah, we knew that. That is that is his daughter in costume, is it not? It I, is. Okay. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh you I mean the stage miniature? Holy shit, what? His daughter, that's what I said. I thought you were like, oh, yeah. I thought you were the assistant, like, killer. Yeah. No, no, no. no. I thought, yeah, Harish, no. we've been... I thought you were talking about the secretary chick. Me too. And I was like, oh, yeah, we knew There's that. There's no way. That's not his daughter. That is his daughter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we thought, we thought you meant, like, she was the assistant. Because you said she's the assistant. Right. And we're like, yeah, because she's helping her dad do the murder. The whole so, first half of the movie, but she's the stage, the stage manager. manager. Like I would fuck him. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I did. I, the whole because he has a porn mustache. He has a porn fro. He's wearing like seventies rich people clothes, which means we like a Native American, totally appropriated jacket. And I was like, yeah, I would do him. And then he takes his wig off, and it's Diana Rigg. And I was like, what? Well, Double my answer. Like, it was like, you know, he said it, and Halfway, we all well, didn't realize it. And it then, was like during the scene where the one da- dude gets murdered by dropping into like the wine uh, barrel. Yeah, yeah. That was Lander, um, I think. It was, uh, the movie was Richard the Third. Or something. Yeah, Richard the Third. Richard the Sixth. Richard the Third. Richard the Third. It was Richard the Third. <laughs> yeah, it was. I know. It. But no, you're right. We just pointed out, and we just kind of were passing. Like, oh yeah, and then a couple scenes later, we. Saw well, it was because like, it was because her hair looked like yeah. Natasha Leone, and I'm like, <gasps> she looked ju- when she had Natasha Leone. It, it legit. It just looked like half. Natasha Leone with a mustache on. And then a couple scenes later, it, I saw her, and I was like. Are you fucking kidding me? That stage manager is fucking Diana Rigg. Yeah. And it was just like such a good, like, Vincent Price was cool, but the thing is, like, every one of his disguises, every time he came on, I was like, oh, that's Vincent Price in disguise. For all of Diana Riggs, it took me, like, two seconds to process that that might be her. Right. It was so good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. It was very good. I'm not done talking about Vincent Price's butch. I'm sorry. I love this. This is Vincent Price pretending to be like a gay 70s hairstylist, and it gives me everything. So Vincent Price, not 
this is all done off screen, which so basically his two years of preparation for these murders is intensive. You don't see it, which personally I don't mind. I hate like the trend in recent horror movies where they're like we have to explain every single thing that has happened and like right. It's a horror movie. I'm not going to believe it anyway. Saw so did that as a whole fucking franchise. Right. Or like in Us recently, people are like, well, why did they explain why the Tethered existed? It's like, well, you know, sometimes you just need to accept the premise. Yeah. Right. And the premise here is that he had two years to plan everything. And so that includes him adopting the persona of London's hottest <laughs> gay Parisian Named Butch. And the reason, so we thought Mrs. Moon, who is Coral Brown, his later wife, we thought she was a lesbian. Because they were like, oh, Butch will love you. And we're yeah, like, like, the women love gay. Butch. And we're like, oh, she's going to get a Butch haircut. Good for her. She eats out. Wait. But then, turns out, Butch is just this surprised. And when he's trying to play gay, it's just him. He Every time he tries to play a different character, it's his exact voice. Yeah. He, he does a good job. Like, he's fine. But there is he's not, a great actor. <laughs> But you hear but, him talk, and you're like, oh. And he's, like, he's, like, he's, he's like, oh, and you're a cute security guard there. And it's like this disgusting-looking oh, security guard. That security like, guard. Oh. He's like, why don't you sit there, baby? Why don't you sit there? When he said, why don't you sit there, baby? Like, literally, the three of you howled. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, baby, I'll sit here. <laughs> okay, I'm listening. Vincent Price <laughs> could split me in half like Vincent a Price. <laughs> could split me in half. Vincent Price can split me in half like one of those fancy dessert chocolate shells they put over Love top of. Love that shit! Oh, they're dessert, like the. I don't know what I'm Don't you about. melt those? No, like the, the really soft chocolate that you pour over something and then it hardens. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You can yeah. split me like a fork through oh, that. Oh, like a I would be a human sacrifice to bring Vincent Price back to life. You know I don't, what? And he lived a full life for me. I would don't be. Do that. Um, Vincent Price's Mewtwo. So he can live with me. He would not want this body, but... In Detective Pikachu, I did kind of want... Yeah, it was very dark. Is it a better movie than Marvel's Endgame? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Detective Pikachu sipping his coffee with two hands. Is it a better movie than Spotlight? Spotlight is the worst. It's like the best picture. I saw that movie in theaters and no, it's bad. It's a bad movie. It sucks. I fucking don't like it because you know what should have won that year? Boyhood should have won that year. Boyhood was fucking rough. Boyhood is a great movie. Boyhood is a great movie. There's no it's not the fuck good. out of my house, Harish. Boyhood is the gr- it is a cinematic oh mess. No. Boyhood is just a showcase for no. Patricia Marquette has and always will be a great actress. And then that's yes. like we're just saying this years. because Ethan Hawks. No! I am not. This is Do you like before midnight? I don't know what that is. It's an Ethan Hawk movie with Richard Linklater. Never seen it. Doesn't fucking matter. Boyhood, they poured 12 years of it. It is like you were 12 years of a gimmick. I'm a mess. Do I deserve an Oscar? Yes. (laughs) You had the shadow Oscars for most emotional growth. But (laughs) Boyhood, from 12 years, everybody poured into this film. And it shows, and it, like, when you watch it, It, and, like, they're at the Harry Potter Festival and they're getting the Harry Potter, like, you're watching your own childhood. And you watch it and you're going off to college and the same time you're watching Boyhood and your mom's crying and you're crying. You are watching your own life on screen. And it's so boring. No. 
Okay, well, why don't, a fucking why don't we just give, like, Keeping Up with the Kardashians a fucking Oscar? Because that also took 12 years to make. We just watched their life over 12 years. So. I am quoting this in my suicide note. <laughs> God. Why did I don't think that cannot be different. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Anyways... Tears? No. Theater of Blood. Tears of Blood? Okay, let's talk about critics. These critics in the movie are the antagonists. Because we're supposed to, we're definitely supposed to side with... They're the antagonists of real life. You know, it's like when people are very critical of the movie Boyhood. That was my question. Molly. My question <laughs> was gonna be: Did he grow up to be gay to the main character? Is he supposed to be no, gay at the end of that? No, I thought he was gay. He was absolutely a shitty white guys. I have a shitty straight he dude. Gay? Is that bad of me to say? I, you're, I mean, of all the people, in this I don't. Movie, I think you can say he sounded gay. It's, it's I not bad. He was gay. You know, I've sometimes the moment head. seizes us. That's a very bisexual thing to say. <laughs> Okay, but so theater. Of well, I I saw him <laughs> pause, but yeah, I saw him as like me, like like a in high school. So where you I see was yourself like, in the character. Yeah, and it's bad. I don't I mean, want I to. I saw myself in this character. I saw myself in <laughs> the dude. Crisis Butch. <laughs> <laughs> Vincent Price's Butch is what is going on my tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any questions? Please refer to Vincent Price's portrayal of Butch. What were you talking about? Critics. So critics. critics, yeah. Critics so, um, I was like, okay, so, like, critics in real life. So, in um, the second guy who dies was, like, the epitome of, like, a dumb critic to me. Which where this, That was, um... He the, died from the Troilus and Cressida. Oh, wait, death. I liked that death. Yeah, the death was good, but he was like, "Oh, I I've never said anything bad about you. Um, I've always been so nice to you." And then Vincent Price was like, "Oh no, you sucked. You you didn't say this thing where I'm you tell me I should kill myself." And then he was like, "Oh no, I never said that." And then Vincent Price was like, "Oh, I can read, bitch." And yeah. then he murders him. But um, my point is like, if you're a critic. If you meet the person you're criticizing, you should still be willing to criticize them, you know? That's very fair. You know, I definitely agree with that. There's a really good uh, music video by the 1975 called The Sound. And in the background, they have, like, a lot of, like, negative reviews that they've gotten. So, like, 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 literal, like, cuts from reviews that are negative about the band. And so, I think it's funny. So I, I really appreciate commentary on negative reviews. I we, think live, that, we live in a society. Well, it's just such a good... I mean, considering this is 1973, and, like, I think a lot of things that comment... A lot of pieces of media that comment on the effect of criticism can feel almost too salient, like, almost pandering. Like, Scream 4 got a really tepid reception because they're like, oh, this isn't real. And now watching it, you know, eight years later, you're like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. I think Theater of Blood does a really good job of addressing how criticism plays a key part in not just the disbursement, but the digestion of art and creative works. Um, because those critics are a big part of it. They're, they're the reason people go to see or do not see the show. And so right. 
it, this is something that I thought was fascinating. This movie, out of like professional critic reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, has a ninety three percent. This is like a critically acclaimed. Wow. Show. So they're scared. <laughs> the critics watched it. And Wait, like, Molly, no did you have something to say? I was just gonna say, isn't that like a plot of Ed Wood? Is that who won? Who, haven't seen who it. Who played yet. Bella Lugosi in that? I, oh fuck! He won an Oscar, whoever it was. It's at the Shadow Oscars in twenty nineteen. No, he won a real Oscar at Best Supporting in the early nineties. For Ed Wood? <laughs> yeah, he did. Really? Whoever Hold played Bella Lugosi, I'm pretty sure won an Oscar. Give me two seconds. Well, okay. While you look that up, I wanted to say, um, I personally. <laughs> Martin Landau. Landau. Yeah. Martin Landau. Won an Oscar for he playing. He doesn't even look like Bella Lugosi. Lugosi. This is bullshit. Um. Well. Okay. So for me, it's like, first of all, I think I understand both sides of it. To where, like, I think, like, if you're a writer or a director or an actor or whatever, you should be able to take criticism, even if it's negative. But also, like, if you're a critic, you should still be able to be honest. Even if you're like friends with the person who created the thing, you know? Yes. Like, if your friend wrote a movie and you don't like it, you should you be should able to them. be honest yeah. with them and say, Hey, this is not my thing. Like you can you can be nice and but still like say, Okay, well, it's not for me, but I still like it, you know? But I think it's really I hard think, for me to do that, though. Well, But if, it's, yeah. if I'm getting paid to do that, I should be able to do well, that. Well, as someone who's gone to many of my friends' sketch comedy shows... Uh, call I'm everyone kidding. in this I'm room kidding. out. No, I think that's... A, I think you bring up a really good point, Harish. And the movie kind of... I mean, obviously, the movie is operates on a very extreme interpretation of a small, small part of you know, artistic expression. Right. But... Well, also, like, Vincent Price was definitely, like, insane. Like, <laughs> y- you shouldn't react to bad reviews. His character, not Vincent. I, yeah, I, Vincent I, Price's I felt, characters. I felt like he was in the right. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You think murder should happen if you don't want to well, choice award? I mean, yes. I've, I've been in that point where I'm like, I really deserve that student council leadership award. Maybe, yeah. Well, it depends on the Maybe context, this, though. Donovan should uh, so, have her head decapitated. <laughs> so, so in this, it was like a unanimous vote for some random newcomer. And we don't really see, like, the other guy's point of view. Like, yeah. we don't see the other guy's performance. Because he's a successful actor. He's just, like, moving yeah. on. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, like, on the one hand, it's like, Okay, if everyone agrees that you sucked, like, at some level, you should be able to take that criticism, right? I think that's fair. I think, especially, and I, I always loathe this next sentence and not the other, but coming from a stand-up background. <laughs> right. This podcast is over. <laughs> you know, first, I don't get why we can't say slurs. No, but, like, coming from a stand-up background... <laughs> That's, like, my favorite part of it is that you know when you do terribly, or you should, because nobody laughs. So it's, like, everyone right. in that room agreed at that moment that you are horrible. Mm-hmm. And that's good feedback. So this is obviously the extreme of when you can't take that feedback. And I kind of just love, because, like, who doesn't want to fucking 
go out and attack all of their critics, not just in like a, oh, I don't care about what you think, but oh no, I do care about what you think so much so that I'm going to murder each of you in a very <laughs> extreme, detailed way. Right. If you're creative enough to murder them in in a Shakespearean play sort of uh, way, then... Yeah, you're probably good enough actor to win a prize. This this premise is so good. I it's love so this. good. Yeah, it's it's so, it's great. The execution can be is hit or miss at times. Mainly, I think due to the fact that the exposition that explains everything doesn't come until halfway through the movie. Mm-hmm. Granted, I don't know that they could have explained it at the very beginning and still made it make a lot more sense because right. the Shakespeare references in some parts are so deep that. I think if you had it at the start and it had eight Shakespeare murders, it might have been just as confusing because mm-hmm. it's dense. I think you, the exposition that they have is almost just to break it up. But I think it's definitely worthwhile to stick through and watch the whole thing because it's just so fun. It's such a... It's it's not hammer horror at all because it's not, you know, as much about the practical effects. But the practical effects are good. The mm-hmm. horse murder was fantastic. Right. I thought yeah. the cutting off the head. Chain Cutting off the head was, was so good. Really incredible stunt and like prop work, but it's just such a yeah. fun movie. Like this is a per. This is such a Halloween movie, and I just wish theater kids had the patience or mental capacity or subtlety. Yeah. The nuance. <laughs> I, I wish all the kids in theater had the nuance to <laughs> handle this film because it's. I would have loved to watch this with my theater friends if I liked anyone I did theater with. Should we go into our what would you do? Hit it, Molly. What's that? What would you do if it were you in this movie? (laughs) (laughs) So, we should start with, um, well, it's kind of hard, but like, is there a particular person you relate to the most? Yes, it's Vincent Price. <laughs> I want to be his daughter. That's yes. who I relate to. No, because, like, I... Uh, can you... I can hear myself talking. Can you... Oh, am it? I... Yeah, I'm still Do on. you have the speaker on? <laughs> well, you should... Am I off? Yeah, okay, we're good now. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm very petty. And I um can hold a grudge. Also, I love the drama of it all. Like, you know, like the pageantry, the drama, the planning. That's absolutely something I wish I could achieve. I'll right. take that, Molly. That, that makes sense. I don't have enough, like, personal beefs to, like, actually execute something like this. But you know what? I'd want to. Yeah. What? Um, we're talking about who we relate to most in the movie? Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it's probably, <laughs> probably Vincent Price again. Or his daughter. Probably his daughter, I think. It's because she's, like committed to her dad but she diana rigg in this movie who i don't even mention it yet is olivia terrell i love that diana rigg's first like big role was this and then she's like olena terrell did we talk about that on the podcast no i don't think we mentioned that she's probably clips when we were watching the movie but she's olena terrell she she was who also died so all her characters are dead so she's the next one to go (laughs) in person but she just plays like the three different characters and she's ridiculous and just kind of like the fun, I don't know, she just strikes me as the fun, supportive friend who's like, yeah, this is a horrible idea, but I'll help you see it through to the end. And that's the kind of person I want to be. I think I, I like the daughter. I feel like I'd be more like her because, like, I'm not hold grudge to murder type, but if somebody I was, like, really close to was like, hey, you need some help, I, I might tack on to that, you know? And also, 
I'd like to play some bit parts. That'd be fun. Wear a mustache every now and then. I'm into that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can I say something real quick? Yeah. There's this quote that my coworker says, <laughs> and I can't stop thinking about it. Um, the the Lord yeet, and He also yonketh away. <laughs> I like that. I can't stop thinking. He also what? <laughs> he yonketh. He he yonketh <laughs> To the daughter, I guess. Because I feel like I wouldn't personally be that much offended by a negative review. <laughs> like, I mean, it would make me sad, personally. But I wouldn't be, like, um, angry to the point where I would want to target the person who gave me a negative review. Even if I, like, lost an award and that I thought I'd deserved i wouldn't like murder them i would just talk <laughs> shit about them to my friends or something you so know why don't you talk shit to us right now about who you're referring to uh, who i'm referring to uh i have nothing specific right now but yeah i mean like in general like if i think someone's uh review was um wrong then i would definitely talk shit about them too you know whatever can i supplement my answer sure people's like how like my fear of people not liking me is what defines me as a person so it's justified i hate you (laughs) (laughs) yeah well i'm naming that in my suicide (laughs) note make sure to print don't do cursing (laughs) i can't be cursing Um, no but um yeah, I live in, like, such fear of people not liking me. So, like, sometimes when I, like, know people don't like me, it, like, really, really gets to me. So. Yeah. I, I mean, think I would definitely go, like, it, it would definitely, like, Vincent Price jumping off, like, swan diving <laughs> off the penthouse after confronting all the people that, like, defamed him is definitely a mood. Did we mention that scene explicitly? <laughs> no. I, so, so we Vincent definitely Price. mentioned it earlier, but... Did we? Yeah. Him jump no, you can him. explain it again. Basically, he jumps off of a penthouse building. Holding uh, an award. Holding an award that he stole for best actor. <laughs> wearing the best cape ever made. a red, like, velvet cape. That he red brings back at the cape. end of the movie. He gives a speech to Hamlet to be or not to be. Jumps off the fucking balcony. Right. Amazing. I agree with you, Molly, which is like having people criticize you. There's, there are people in Columbus. I'm not going to name names because they don't matter to me, but like, <laughs> there was a person that really disliked me, and every time he saw me perform, he would walk out of the room during my set. <gasps> and I had no idea why he disliked me. It turns out, like, someone had said, someone else, not me, had said something mean about him, and he thought we were the same person. And it had been going on for like a year and a half at that point to where, like, I was, you know, succeeding more than him. So it was almost like I didn't I didn't even bother to correct it because it was like wow, like the energy that you expended on that is incredible. I agree to the point that like yeah I don't want people to dislike me like 
and if someone like actively just doesn't like me then yeah i would feel like weird and like because i've definitely had a situation um like in high school where someone i could a hundred percent tell that they didn't like me and they were like you know just can't like talking against me I, I don't know if that makes sense but basically like they they were like they definitely did not like me and would like disregard everything I said in this group that we were in mm-hmm. um but and that like definitely made me sad but it's also like I definitely I wouldn't be offended to the point where I would want to kill them like if if someone disliked me, I'd be like, oh, there's something wrong on my side. And I would, like, I would be, I would kill myself before I killed anyone else. But I think that's oh, absolutely. What, that you know. this movie brings out is a really good counterpoint because a lot of us... To be or not to be. Yeah. Well, a lot of us are like, oh, you know, someone criticizes me, that's because there's something wrong with me. And this movie gives you the total polar opposite <laughs> where it's like, someone criticizes me, but I am perfect. Therefore, this person sucks. And that's like, especially when you have any type of self-doubt or any issues with your self-worth or mental health, you're like, hell yeah. Like that, that mindset is admirable because, you know, you could never have that. Right. You see someone who's like, yeah, I'm fucking amazing. You criticize me? Oh, you should die. Like, I'm watching that and I'm snapping my fingers. I'm taking a shot. I'm like, hell yeah, Vincent Price. It's also valid on his point because like everyone who criticizes him is like a rich person who like has no problems in their life and is yeah, just like in this movie is, is perfect you know that is the most unbelievable part they all have penthouse apartments in london yeah that's crazy oh my god like i don't know there was um when i was in high school i got into theater my freshman year i stayed with it my all four years biggest mistake of my life and I always, every play that I was in that had a review in the school newspaper always singled me out for praise. Mm-hmm. And I used to think it was because I was really good. And then it turns out, like, after I graduated, I met, I forget the guy's name, but I met the guy who wrote those reviews, and he was gay, and he, like, was sexually attracted to me, and he was like, oh. I was hoping you would reach out to me. I was like, that, first off, you could have just, like, talked to me. Right. And second off, how dare you invalidate my performance as Annie Sullivan's yeah. brother in The Miracle Worker. <laughs> That just ruined post facto so many of my high school memories because I had ten lines in the Miracle Worker. Well, ten lines off stage. It was just my voice and my shadow. And he said Matt Loxley steals the show with his heartbreaking turn. And guess what? He just wanted to fuck me. Right. That's like a thing, like for women. So I killed him. Um, but like Are specifically, you do you support women? I, I do support. <laughs> I support women, but you like. Jennifer's body episode. talking talking that. specifically graduation cap. <laughs> no but like um uh talking about referring to Megan Gans um who's a comedy writer Megan Gans is a comedy writer um she writes I think right now she writes for Always Sunny but um she used to write for Community and like she came out like um, oh, did like, she talk about Dan Harmon? She was the one who was like, Dan Harmon, like, was abusive to me. Or, like, abusive, but, like, creepy, you know? Yeah. And um, it, it it affected her in the sense that, like, any she, um, after she, like, left community, she, like, would was never sure of whether 
someone actually like liked her writing or whether they were just like praising her because of because they were interested in her and stuff right. like that. So like that's a legit thing. Yeah, that um, is. Women face that a lot. Yeah. So anyways, if that's not enough evidence that we're woke, um <laughs> Please refer back to when we were talking about child abuse <laughs> for more woke content. I don't this dude, you 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 may disagree with me, but I don't think we should abuse kids. <laughs> Well, you know, as a centrist, I'm going to play devil's advocate. <laughs> okay, well, here's the thing. You know, some kids, abuse is bad. Some kids, you know, abuse, abuse gives a <laughs> I want it on the record. Anyways, I am not a anyways, centrist. I never will be a centrist. <laughs> so, um, let's rate the movie out of Wait, wait, wait. Do you, do you think of... it survived? Do you think you'd survive this movie? No. Are we critics if this I w- movie? No. Um, well, if I'm a normal person, obviously I'd survive because he's only killing the critics. If I were a critic... But have uh, you ever been critical of something? So, I see you tweeting about Game of Thrones. I definitely... I see you tweeting about Game of Thrones. What would you do if Amelia Clark like, came after you? Well, I tried to murder you. I to go sit in her $40 million and back off my ass. <laughs> Amelia Clark kills you. Like <laughs> Amelia Clark, what if Amelia Clark just boiled a pot of gold and poured it on your head and tried to do dream. that? Would you survive? <laughs> no, I would because I would be dead from the molten gold. <laughs> but I did actually speaking of criticism, this is something that the deep cut. I used to run a film review blog when I was from when I was twelve to fifteen called Word <laughs> Slut. Oh my god. And I, I got an this. invitation to TIFF. <laughs> one year <laughs> I think it was my third year I read it on WordPress and I deleted it because I was like oh my god colleges will hate this and I'm like god I should have kept going with it right uh, you um, should have yeah I, I used colleges to would love there, that so I think if someone came after me from that if it was Vincent Price I would not survive because Vincent Price honestly if, if I saw that he had laid a trap to kill me and I realized that he was meant to kill me I would keep going yeah like, you know what you would Vincent just Price, die you deserve this. Anything for Vincent Price's happiness. And if he... Yeah. Yeah, that's it. If, if he wanted to kill me, I would let him. He can split me in half. <laughs> when I was younger... Oh, I don't even think it's still up, which is good, because I'm embarrassed. I was, like, having a manic episode, and I created a music vlog, and then just, like, never followed through with it. What was it called? I'm not going to share. It's embarrassing. But I just, I needed to air my grievances. So I will say about this movie, if if I were in this movie, first of all, I would say, like, it's possible that I would give a negative review. I personally am not that, like, critical of people's acting, just because that's not what I'm focused on when I watch a movie. Like, if it's, like, believable enough, like, unless it's, like, completely terrible acting like i am going to believe it so like when i'm watching a movie like acting is not what i'm focused on but if i were criticizing someone if i were a critic and i gave someone a bad review i i feel like i would defend it um in front of them (laughs) even if they wanted to murder me just be like be real i'd be like okay I, I'd try to be nice about it, but I'd still say, look, uh, personally, I don't like it, but, you know, you worked hard. You deserve whatever money you made from this. 
you know? Like... Me at Marvel Avengers Endgame. Right. <laughs> you deserve whatever money you make. Like, personally, I don't like it. I, I think it's bad. But, like, you know, it's it's not for me. So, yeah, I, I try to be nice about it, but I definitely would not... <laughs> I would not just... I would definitely be murdered in this movie. I'd 100% be murdered. <laughs> I don't always share a lot of my negative opinions about things, so I feel like I might be able to make it out under the radar. Right. Right. But I don't know, man. It doesn't matter. I'm trying to be more honest about my like negative opinions, because that's like healthy or whatever. But, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I'd get, like, king... Well, I don't know. What's a cool, like, death? We know we don't know more Shakespeare. Than we, this movie. we we legit don't. I don't remember. Um, I die by Macbeth. Romeo and Juliet really was not referenced at all, so that's a good one. That would just be a double suicide. <laughs> no, I get Hamlet. <laughs> Hamlet. Oh, uh, if only I'd heard that in high school, I would have studied more. I would die the Macbeth way, and how does um, Macbeth die? I don't remember. Well. I don't remember how Okay, Macbeth well, fuck died. you. Well, Macbeth goes around and kills everyone who is not of woman born. <laughs> I don't know, man. This is I'm not just... a Shakespeare podcast. But it could be. <laughs> no, it but could it not If you be. donate to our Patreon. I don't think this could be a Shakespeare podcast. I have future. seen the Hamlet reboot. Starring Ethan Hawke, where there's okay. a scene in a blockbuster where in the background they're playing Crow 2 City of Angels. Macbeth just gets murdered by Macduff. Macbeth dies from just getting murdered. It was just like a duel or some shit. <laughs> anyway. I'm naming that in my note, specifically. <laughs> no, I'll text you about it. It was the name of my music blog. I don't want to share uh, it. Okay, so Macbeth gets murdered by Macduff. It's okay. um it's the prophecy by the weird sisters. They're like so Macduff um, is not a woman born. He had a C section. He had a C section. And Lady Macbeth is like, fuck, you gotta kill everyone. Well, she Lady Macbeth herself. like kills herself. Like she goes insane because um, Oh the guilt. Um that's why Mac Lady Macbeth dies. Um but yeah, so that's how Macbeth dies. If you watch um one thing I would recommend watching is the uh David Tennant version of Hamlet. That's really good. It's a BBC production. <laughs> David Tennant plays Hamlet, and he goes around being <laughs> Hamlet, and he has, like, this old film camera <laughs> that he films stuff on, and it's set in an indeterminate time period. Samantha, how do you feel? Samantha, <laughs> I've been asleep for, like, 20 minutes. So, um... <laughs> If, um, what would you do if you were in this movie and you made a bad criticism of Vincent Price's acting? Die. You would just outright die. You wouldn't try. What would you do if you were you? murder me. But would you give him a bad criticism? No, because it was not good, I would give him a bad criticism, but I feel like Vincent Price would deliver. I know, that's the yeah. most un unbelievable part when they go, yeah. Vincent Price botched a whole scene. In this movie, he is a Shakespearean actor with over 30 years of experience, and apparently this last um, you know season of shows is his best season ever. 
That's the most unbelievable part. Is that I, cr- critics hate it. Okay. The Critics' Choice Award. Um. Well. Okay. So part of this movie I didn't believe was that. Well, I think it was trying to suggest that they just decided that they didn't like him and all mutually decided they all to did vote against him. Seem like they didn't like him though. That that I think that was what the movie was trying to imply. But in addition to that, um. Oh, uh, the the part where okay, the part where the guy dies, like in Henry, the whatever, where he's <laughs> he's um murdered by falling into a barrel of wine. Vincent Price addresses him and says, "Oh, you had too much wine before my performance, and so you just fell asleep, um, while I was doing my performance." That is every single one of us on this podcast. I fell asleep while recording this podcast. I have been awake the whole time. And this is wine to drown in. (laughs) I I remember. I've seen this movie before. But you. Do you. Oh, shit. Hello? Hello. Oh, no. God punished us. Hello? At last. Free pre show. Hello. Carmen Carrera could split me in half. Can you hear us? Carmen Carrera cannot. Yeah. She's annoying. I do not support Carmen Carrera. She's so pretty, though. Okay, so, so we're far, back. We yeah, had we're back. Difficulties. I might have Guess fucked up the back. recording before because. Back, back, back again. Anyway. Um, <laughs> now I'm really scared that I fucked up the recording before because I might not have been recording off of the microphones. And just recording off of my laptop. Oh well, it's it's fine. Well, if, we're not... if we have to come back here and do a Scooby Doo episode, oh it's... no, <laughs> okay, whatever. Shall well, we? you don't if have this to get drunk episode for that. sucks, the next episode is gonna be about Scooby Doo. Anyway, um, so for now, uh, what are we doing? What we just do, do ratings? Let's just go to ratings. Go to ratings. Yeah. This mo- well, let's just say everyone wrap up like one final thought about this movie as a whole. It fucking bobs. It it's was good really movie. well shot. Yeah beautiful to watch the writing i think is really really good the writing good is so good the the script is so good yeah great Very i i really like movies that have a lot of intertext like relationships and like reference other things so i think that's why i really like this movie is because like it's literally just about references and talking about um like theater culture and shakespeare right and how it's like bougie as shit. I, I don't know. I really fucking love this. I really liked the script of this movie. It had some very good lines. Like the, uh, <laughs> um, there's the one at the beginning where he's like, he's like, I am well. It is you who is dead. <laughs> and then there's like a bunch of other ones. I am alive and triumph, and you thought me slain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is the original surprise, bitch. Right. Oh my god, it is. Ryan Murphy wishes. Ryan Murphy wishes he could finish anything well that's the tea <laughs> that's true ryan, ryan murphy, murphy can come murder me for this negative criticism <laughs> but writer. do better <laughs> anyway so any other final thoughts on the movie that's good I, theater of blood is a really good um example of what later mid 20th century horror camp looked like yeah. You're talking about really elaborate set pieces. This is all shot on location. None of this is in a studio. You know, it's all artistic and really well laid out. It's really elaborate, ornate, over the top, kind of ridiculous. 
It's a lot of fun. It's like going to a Halloween party where the house is completely decked out in spider webs and there's glitter and fake pumpkins and spiders everywhere. And a gay Parisian named Butch who's just after your man. And honestly, isn't that a Halloween party we all want to go to? Yes. So for I will, what are we rating out of? Let's rate out of um, out of he awards. Kills, he, critical, kills, he kills eight people. I critical think. awards. There are eight murders or eight play references. I was gonna say acts because there's a lot of acts. Out of plays. ten acts, we rate out of ten usually. Okay. Um, but it's ten critics choice awards. Critics choice awards sounds great. How many critics choice awards would you give this movie? <laughs> I'll, I can start. I'll give it an eight. I thought it was like a great movie. Um, at, Samantha mentioned early in the movie, like the shots are really good. Oh, beautiful. Like, it's very well filmed. The dialogue is very interesting. Um, it's The script is good. I uh, <laughs> really enjoy the acting. Love Vincent Price. So eight out of ten. Absolutely. Eight out of ten Critics' Choice Awards. I want to give it... A, so like... I really appreciate this movie and like I like you mentioned that I said like the shot it's a beautiful movie to watch um I think it's like really fun and a really creative plot um but the problem is like just for somebody like I don't know a ton of Shakespeare and I'll give this movie the credit of it really explained Shakespeare like the parts that I needed to know well before it happened but I think a little enjoyment is taken out because I don't know it but so I'm going to give it a seven because like even though I don't know a ton of Shakespeare this movie's still fucking like it fucks and like I felt comfortable watching it even though I didn't know a ton about Shakespeare but I feel like my enjoyment would have been a little more if I knew it if that makes sense. This movie's a 10. It's fucking great. I don't know. The script, the writing. I think I'm a little biased because as I've mentioned, I took a Shakespeare in film class. Ooh. So I was thinking about a lot of that the whole time. It's so fucking good. Everyone should watch this movie. It's required viewing. It's really good. It's just, I think, so. like I said earlier, such a perfect encapsulation of what horror and camp look like when they're put together in equal measure. It has some of the most fun death scenes I think I've ever seen on film. Yeah. And, you know, even though it's campy, it's not low budget. It's not poorly thought out. It's not cheesy. It's oh, not no, cheesy yeah. at all. It's it's not sticky. You're going to be entertained and you're going to have fun with it. But it definitely drives home that this is a horror movie. Overall, I'm going to give it nine. That's partially biased because I'm a big Vincent Price fan. I'm a big Shakespeare fan. It's just like the most... It's the best way to do a, sh- a Shakespearean horror movie without coming across as an asshole. Right. Yeah. And it does a good job. It ties up loose ends. It That's like good brings critique. shit back. Like it's all, it's a complete work. I'll give it that. I just, it's like you've mentioned several times, Matt, like, um, it's so niche. So, <laughs> it is such a deep cut of a so movie. So niche. But, but it's, it's, it's worth your, it's worth an hour and 40 minutes of your time oh yeah i'm glad i spent it watching it i'm gonna watch this again tomorrow like i'm i can't wait i'm so excited it's so good um molly let's go this this halloween let's go as um butch and let's just go as butch and butch (laughs) yes well i already have i you'll appreciate this have you seen phantom of the paradise no, I haven't. Oh my god, there's this character named Beef, which actually coincidentally, beef. So, which in Beef? Like, I'll show you the photo. It's fucking incredible. That's like actually one of my recommendations. <laughs> is Phantom of the Paradise? It's campy. It's weird. 
Um, it takes place in a theater. There's like a lot of references to like theater and stuff. I gotta find this picture of beef because you're gonna shit yourself. Wait, before we do recommendations, uh, villain ranking. Oh, what? Villain ranking. I mean, just put him six. I don't know. What? <laughs> What's his name? Vincent Price. Edwin Edward Lionheart. Edward Lionheart. Villain ranking. Give me two seconds. Do you need me to pull yours up, Harish? I'm just going to put him number six. Okay. He's not in my top five. I think my fourth one, my fifth one is the Killer Clowns from last week. It's not. Oh, wait. Actually, it might be. I didn't write those down. Yeah. I was not (laughs) with it. I think I I set the Killer Clowns as number five, and I'm going to put number six as this guy. He's Edward? he's very interesting. Yeah, Edward Lionheart. Um, he's very interesting, but not in my top five. He broke my top five. He, I'm putting him as number four because, like, I think he's complex. Like, like he has stupid motivation, but like within his world, I just I don't know. He has stupid motivation, but within his world, it's like it makes sense within the world of this movie, and like he's so creative and he fucking succeeds even though he like dies doing it pretty much but like he's entertaining as shit and he really commits to his fucking bits and like i think he would succeed in killing me if i was in this situation so i put him at number four so that's pontypool virus samara jennifer check edward lionheart pazuzu um i'm going number one this is fucking what edward lionheart is peak villainry Okay. Um. Actually, wait. I might adjust that. So. Yeah. Actually, no. It's um Edward Lionheart, Jennifer Check, Other Mother, Samara, and the Lipstick Demon from Insidious. <laughs> this movie fucking is so good. I've never seen a Vincent Price movie until today. Me neither. This is and I one. am all in. This is great. If you like or have any gravitations toward like queer culture and queer cinema. I think this is one of the closest things you'll get to it that's still mainstream. Ooh. There's a lot of queer elements to it that are really fun. And by, and by that, I mean the representations of camp. It's not like mm-hmm. Vincent Price does not get his dick out in this movie. We wish. Unfortunately. So now it's, the one mo- it's the movie's only flaw. <laughs> <laughs> so now we can go into recommendations. Molly, you were Phantom making- of the Paradise is a great movie. It's a musical. And the music is really good. It's If you like Rocky Horror, you'll really like Phantom of the Paradise. And they used to market them together. But it's like a Phantom of the Opera like twist from the 70s. Super fucking good movie. Um, campy. Weird. Very, very good. Um, and then also, there's this movie called The Private Eyes, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, it's Tim Conway and Don Knotts. And they're private investigators that go like to investigate like a murder or whatever or like a death and they go to this mansion and again it's like really really campy and cheesy and fun and old and good it's the fucking like greatest movie of all time i would say it's like up there like in my heart like with donnie darko they're pretty equal funny you should mention don knotts because <laughs> matt do you know where i'm going with this is it ghost of mr chicken do. um no i'm okay. gonna recommend fucking scooby-doo um Wait, Don, Don Knotts is in Scooby Doo. The yes. new Scooby Doo movies. He's in the new Scooby Doo movies. The ghost. Uh, what's the? It's the captain. 
Captain Moody, the ghost of Captain yeah, Moody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the yellow trench coat. Don Knotts plays him. It's a great fucking episode. Um, so good. Yeah, but also Vincent Price is in several... Um, Right, it's a couple things, right? Vincent Price is in a lot of the Thirteen Ghosts yeah. of Scooby Doo, and he's in a couple. He's in the new Scooby Doo's. Well. Um, so I would just recommend, like, not like the original Scooby. Well, I would always recommend the original Scooby Doo. Where are you? But um, Vincent Van, he plays Vincent Van Gogh, right? <gasps> is his character? Yeah. Stop. Wait, is it a Van Gogh reference? No, I no. think it's just. It's, okay. I mean, it's kind of a play, yeah. but like. Uh, he plays Vincent Van Gogh in Thirteen Ghosts, and then I I want to say in new Scooby Doo movies like, there's at least one Vincent Price like direct. I want I don't know. Um, they're about to actually release. I think there's 45 episodes of new Scooby Doo movies. They're releasing 44 of them on Blu-ray in June, and the only reason you can't get the 45th episode is because the guy who played fucking Gomez Adams in the original Adams Family refuses to sign the release for them to do that episode. We but should kill him. Let's kill him. A la a Shakespearean tragedy. Yeah. But so by that. But anyways, I'm going to recommend. So so like look into the more obscure Scooby-Doo ones. Like I say obscure, but like I'm pretty sure several like a lot of people grew up watching those things like 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. Um, new Scooby-Doo movies. 13 like Ghosts of Scooby-Doo is a really good one, especially because this year was the release of Scooby-Doo and the 13th Ghost, which, which wraps, up, me all about. wraps yeah. up the entire franchise of the 13 Ghost saga with. Not Vincent Price because obviously he has unfortunately passed away years ago, but they do a really good job imitating his voice for it yeah. and watch the 12 episodes and then watch that movie. It's a great tie in. Yeah. And I just think that like this plot is like just silly enough to where like there could totally be a Scooby-Doo episode that's very similar to this. But um, so that's like the whole time when I think of Vincent Price, oddly enough, I think of Scooby-Doo. And I know this man has had like a fucking great career outside of that. But just as a kid growing up, that was who this, that's what introduced me to Vincent Price. So I want to say that. And also, um, I guess House on Haunted Hill, even though I've never seen it. But that gif of the skeleton pushing that girl into the thing is absolutely I would gold. recommend House on Haunted Hill. Um, it's pretty good. Uh it's another um, Vincent Price movie. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Same reasons, I guess. The skeleton also, the uh, Titus Andronicus, directed by Julie Taymor. Oh, um, so I bad. would recommend that. I've seen that. It's a Shakespeare play. It's, it's very good. Um pretty weird like they like it's uh, it uh, uses aesthetics from a different bunch of different time periods and i think that's part of it um like part of the artistic value of it like it was intentional but um it's very interesting and you should watch it so that's my recommendation i think i'm gonna give two recommendations here if you liked theater of blood if you like that kind of campy um i would say mid to late 20th century kind of aesthetic you know what i'm talking about in film everything's kind of muted but also all the sets are very ornate and really you know impeccably embellished i'm going to recommend horror express it's a british film from 1972 Hmm. it is about an archaeologist who discovers a frozen you know caveman who it turns out is actually I'm not going to spoil it for you, but actually more than he seems when he thaws. And there's a lot of demonology and extraterrestrial stuff that goes into it. But it's kind of like Murder on the Orient Express, 
but with like a prehistoric monster. I'm interested. And it's on, it was on Prime for free about a couple months ago when I when I saw it. But it's just such a fun movie. It's so well done. It's just it, I think there was a tra- this was 1972. British horror films in those early 70s, like this one here, were just there was so much money thrown at them that they had such beautiful sets. I don't know if they're just trying to demolish every historic building in the city, but every one of them seemed to be shot on location. It's they're gorgeous to watch, and they've got the most fun, elaborate plot lines like Theater of Blood, like Horror Express. Um, if you like this kind of campiness, but you want something that's actually kind of scary, um, I would probably recommend. I don't know if it really counts as scary, but and this is just a total sidetrack that I love. But the Final Girls, if you guys haven't already seen it. I feel like a lot of people have the final girls. It was from, I think 2015 or 2016. Um, it's about a girl whose mother was an eighties slasher, uh, actress. And more or less what happens is that the girl's eventually trapped inside of the slasher movie that her mom was a star. of. Oh, okay. And it's, it was actually one of my other backup choices for tonight. It's incredibly emotionally powerful it's on the list of the three horror movies that I have watched that I have cried during. They do some phenomenal character work, but it's also really kind of ridiculous. It's right. funny. With uh, Malin Ackerman. And Nina Dobrev. Exactly. And T- Tessa Farmiga. Yep. Tessa Farmiga. Nina Dobrev see- is in this? Yeah, she is. Well, you know what? It's a great movie. I have it on DVD. Until I will happily let you I borrow would, it. I would love to because I want to see it so bad. It's and it, so like, yeah. doesn't I've seen it's like pretty good. A chance. So um, I don't remember if it's the final girls or not, but um, Lauren was talking about movies that like inspired her to write like Cabin and stuff. So I was thinking we like should have a movie night where we like get in the zone and like watch one of them. And I think it might be that one. It probably is. But probably while they're is. down, we're yeah. looking at doing it. Um. Okay. Uh. I would also, would you recommend The Love Witch? So The Love Witch, I think I'd recommend aesthetically if, because I don't. Not plot. No, The Love Witch is just, I think if you really love like the kind of very heady feminist films, not even like the ones where there's a simple interpretation. And I'm not saying that The Love Witch is this super complex feminist critique or anything like that. But it's not, especially if you follow the director, Anna Biller at all, she has pages and pages written about what she meant every single thing to mean. If you're into that kind of film interpretation, The Love Witch is great. If you're into super detailed, wonderful set pieces, you know, 60s to 70s aesthetic, The Love Witch is phenomenal. If you like femme fatale movies, The Love Witch is good for that. Those are the three things I would see it for. Otherwise, and don't see it if you like to be scared. It's like super like aesthetically pleasing. Like I didn't love the movie, but like... It was, like, in a hole just, like, to watch very cool. But, like, even if you don't love the plot, like, just just enjoying, like, the set and the design and everything. Like, I genuinely, if I didn't go into this knowing it was made in 2016. Um, yeah, 2016. I would have thought it was straight from the 60s. And she does some incredible set work. It makes, I mean, she takes, I think, like, five years-ish, it seems like, to make a movie. She started working on another one last year, so it's like you can see where all that time goes. Because she's, right. if I remember right, she was like the set designer, costumer, director. <laughs> like a, she was a, she did a lot of stuff for the Love Witch. Annabelle. Right. Yeah. And of course, that's why everyone who worked with her was like, yeah, she was really hard to work with <laughs> because she had a very distinct, clear vision for what right. she wanted. Yeah. Um. 
Okay. Uh, so. Plugs? No. Plugs? Do you have yeah. anything to plug? I'd say embrace mid 20th century horror camp. I think there's a lot of uncharted territory there. Vincent Price is a great one. There's a Vincent Price collection that I own that's like $28, $30 on YouTube, on YouTube, on Amazon. It has like eight of his films, two of which are anthologies of short stories. You can find at least 15 of his films on YouTube in the public domain. Those are all going to be Edgar Allan Poe. Um, Go explore that stuff. It's super fun. It's super different to what you see in theaters today. And the fact that that was once like the king of the box office, I think gives you a really good perspective going forward on how horror has evolved over the last, you know, 50, 60 years. Right. Do you want to plug any of your um, social media personal stuff? Oh, um, (laughs) (laughs) no, no, no. It's we, we plug stuff like that too. Don't worry. Um, I, I, if you, you can follow me on Twitter at poor salmon. Why'd you change it? P O O R S A L M O N. Because when you Google my name, you could find it on the first page of results, and that was problematic for me as a career person because I work yeah. in a very corporate, like corporate-y setting. Right. You're on the management track. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say anything problematic, but like sometimes you don't want tweets about come. Do you have any shows coming up? I do, but no, nobody that's going to listen to this and go to the show. But thank you for listening to the podcast. Follow me right. on Twitter. Google okay. Matt Loxley. Um, Samantha. You can follow me on Twitter at um, Save Our Shaggy. That's a Scooby-Doo reference. And um, you can find me at Letterboxd and Instagram at SamanthaDawn13. And I'm at Not A Credit Card and Everything. I'm oh. on Letterboxd and Twitter at M-O-1-1-Y-H-A-I-N-E-S. And Instagram at Molly Francis Haynes. Pete, my post about the 1975 show is really good. It was really good. And you can follow the show at Tipsy Terror on Twitter, tipsyterrorpod at gmail.com. If you want to see our website, tipsyterror.rip or tipsyterror.com, tipsyterror.wtf or tipsyterror.pub. Dot pube. Um, <laughs> Thank you for laughing. No one ever laughs. <laughs> dot pube. Please clap. Uh, yeah, if you want to support us, um, and we have a Patreon, if you want to give us five dollars a month, then <laughs> you will get one, at least one bonus episode, and we're gonna start putting those up soon. For um, ten dollars a month, I'll stop. And then for yep. one dollar a month, you can uh, vote on future episodes of what we cover. Um, you sound so thrilled saying that that's it and it's exciting give us money so we give you good content yeah give us money so we give you content give (laughs) us some money and um we'll announce the next episode or what i know i have a movie on oh dear. i have a movie but you can't look up anything about it is that fair will you promise me right now you can't look it up you won't look it up I want you to be totally surprised. Do you want to say it now? No, okay. I'm worried you'll look we'll it up. discuss offline. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll announce our next episode um, on the morning after. Boop, boop. Okay. Bye. That's it. Bye. 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 Thank you, Matt, for coming on. I wanna, I wanna be in whatever theater someone wandered into because no one saw this on purpose. I just oh, believe that. <laughs>